All right, everyone, we are here live with the Ultra Human Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Deere, CEO and founder of Ultra Human. I always like to throw that in, Tiffany. I'm here with my uh, lovely co-host, Tiffany Stearman, uh, as we call her Steers. And uh, this is her first show today, so uh, it would be pretty exciting uh, to have Ron. Thank you for coming on, Tiffany. Hello. Thanks for having me. Very good. And as soon as she got here, the first thing she did was complain, of course, is uh, we've got her a nice, cushy area, and uh, she's complaining that we don't have any blue M&Ms and uh, some sparkling wine or whatever jazz. Sparkling ice drinks, please. Sparkling ice drinks. Yeah. What do you, I thought you are not drinking this month. No, no. Those, like, uh, sparkling ice, the uh, sparkling water drinks. Oh, sparkling water. Yeah. What are you drinking, LaCroix? No, this is like, that's called sparkling ice. Watermelon flavor, please. Watermelon flavor specifically. She's so picky. And as picky (laughs) as she is about drinks is how I feel she is about men. Um, And Tiffany's been single for how long now? Three years. Three years you're single. But I date all the time. You date all the time. So you're like a serial <laughs> all dater. All the time. I'm a serial dater. Do you hear that, Manny? She's a serial dater. <laughs> I'm a professional dater. <laughs> you're a professional dater. Isn't that like an escort? No, not like that. No. You're not an escort. No. So you don't sleep with guys in the first date? No. Absolutely not. No. Tiffany, Tiffany's a little bit more conservative than I am, Manny. This is the thing. <laughs> a lot conservative compared to you. All right. So how many people ask you why you're single? <sighs> I get that question all the time. Does it frustrate you? Yeah, because it's the what's behind the question. Because it's the... Why are you still single? What's wrong with you? That's so basically what's wrong with you. Well, I've had one guy ask me that, but it's <laughs> the unsaid thing that's hanging in the air. What's wrong with you? Very interesting. So I have to ask this question. We have we have a very special guest, Lisa Nicolette, that's going to be on the show. But before we bring her on, she's going to be ready in what five ten minutes? About five minutes. So I got to ask you. I have to ask you a really important question. Why are you single? Because I've been a superhero for so long. We're not on a podcast now. We're on a date. We're on a date, Manny. We're on a date. I've been a superhero for so long, and I'm going to retire from that. And so now I'm ready to settle down. Stim, you got to play the percentages. This is the thing. I mean, think about it. Like Manny's, Manny's in here taping right now. Manny, like Tiffany's a good-looking girl. She's single. She's athletic. Yeah. Right. But you've got, I mean, if she actually goes and asks people out, I think, like, I don't think you get turned down a lot. I mean, do you ever just go up to a random stranger and just say, like, hey, I want to ask you out? No, it's that whole fear of rejection. What? She's scared, <laughs> scared of getting rejected. Just scared of getting rejected. Yeah, it's absolutely that. I mean, I just go up to a girl and just say, excuse me, I saw you in a grocery store. Like, do you want to go have coffee with me or do you want to go have lunch? Well, it's also gotten a lot harder, I think, in the day and age of technology because we're so, so behind our phones all the time that people don't like you. Like when I pass by people at work, they won't even make eye contact with you. They're you know their eyes are to the ground. Same thing. Like you always say, I'm a grocery store girl. I should pick up dudes at the grocery there's store. There's dudes everywhere. There's three, there's three and a half billion fucking men in this world. Like but how they're, they're so everywhere. in their head. They're so in their head or their phone. They're not even paying attention. And for me, the biggest thing is I have to be able to make eye contact with somebody first. I mean, there's still always going to be the fear of rejection. But people don't even make eye contact with you anymore. True, that is true. I will tell you two stories. Actually, there's a guy, a friend of mine, his name's Brad. Really good looking dude. Young, hot looking guy, like really in shape, takes care, extremely intelligent. This guy has to find people. He looks for people on an app, and he's in downtown New York. And I can't understand this. So I asked his sister, I said, listen, why, how, like, how is your brother like not picking up tons of women, like wherever he's at? He goes, she, she, he meets women. But the problem is, is everybody walks in New York with their head down like this, mm-hmm. you know, staring down. So, so there's no eye contact. There's yeah, no way absolutely. of somebody so engaged. They're already almost engaged the entire time. And there's not any really communication. I saw the same thing in Vegas when I was in Vegas. Like I went in clubs and it's changed now. People don't really, people actually don't go to a club to party. They go to a club to take selfies. Selfies, yeah, I was just going to say. So they can post it on Facebook and, and tell they, all their Facebook friends what they're doing. And tell their Facebook <laughs> friends where they're at. 
Yeah, Interesting. absolutely. Well, do you have any dates lined up this week? I don't. I'm taking a break for the holidays. Break. <laughs> you know, somebody's going to be watching this. If, if you're out there, you can definitely reach out to me, Jason, jasonjasonier.com, and I'll actually broker the dating services now to Tiffany. Oh, yeah. Money I for actually that, made then. a bet. Actually, last night, I made a bet with Tiffany that I'm going to give her this guy's phone number, and I said, you just need to, and she thinks this guy's really hot. I said, I want you to text this guy, and if he does not text you back and accept, you get $100. I got a $100 bet with this girl, Manny, that this guy will say yes going out with it. Casinos have figured this out. They've, they've figured out that, and I've learned this from some of the best CEOs. I've worked with all these CEOs and executives and presidents of companies, and I'm very fortunate to have this experience underneath my belt. And anyone I mentored, I learned that these guys would just keep going the distance. So they have actually figured out the exact percentage of acceptance, like publishing a book. If you go and get a book published, and you go to, let's just say 5% of people get their book published, right? Then if you go to 20 publishers, it really high success rate. But you've got to be prepared to get rejected 19 times. Yeah, J.K. Rawlings. Like, like I, she, time, I forget right? how many times it was, but she was rejected several times before she got the acceptance. Exactly. So, so yeah, and look so at his, her today. Absolutely. So here's, here's an interesting statistic, and I don't have the statistics in front of me. There was a guy on a college campus that went and flat out went up to 19 girls on campus and asked out 19 girls to see if they would have sex with him today. Of the 19, six said yes. But to really think about this. So I think the people that are really succeeding in any area of life are the people, as J.K. Rowling's publishing a book, or whether it's a guy with a relationship with this guy's trying to get laid, whatever. It's people that are willing to go the distance to overcome some of these percentages. I really think your percentages going up to a single guy are probably 80%. Yeah, you, know, you might be right. I've never tried it. single men would actually go. Yeah, you're probably right. I've never tried it, though. Yeah. This is going in the books. This is what we have to do next time. <laughs> it's like that whole uh, rejection thing that I was uh, sent you, the, the video of that guy that was doing the TED Talk. That was his whole thing. He was like, I'm just going to test the percentages for 100 days. I'm going to do things that I think I'm going to get rejected for. Tell me for. what this guy did. You did send me the video. I didn't see the video. Yeah, Tell so he was afraid of being rejected. It was his, one of his biggest fears, and he felt right. like it was holding him back in life. And so he spent 100 days doing things that he absolutely thought that he 100% was going to get rejected for. And what he found out was... A lot of the things that he actually thought he was going to get rejected for, he didn't. So, like, for instance, one of the things was he was like, uh, he walked into a Starbucks and he was like, hey, I want to be a greeter at Starbucks today like they do at Walmart. Nice and shit. he thought for sure that they were going to say, absolutely not, that's not going to happen. And they actually let him do it. So it was just let him be a greeter. They let him be a greeter. And so it was just all these random things like that that he absolutely thought that they would say no to. And he, what he ended up finding out was a lot of this is this perception in your head of what the outcome is going to be and the outcome. You don't know what the outcome is going to be until you ask. How, what percentage of days do you think that he didn't get rejected? I don't know because I haven't watched all of the, the YouTube videos. Maybe but he has a YouTube video. He like videoed himself every day doing it. So why didn't you go ask 100 guys out and see how many guys go? Out? I don't know. Well, that's, that's, what, I, that's what I said after I saw this. I'm like, maybe I need to spend 30 days just asking a guy out every day. I'm telling day. you, Stanley, I'm <laughs> telling you. You grab your balls and do it. Yep. Yeah, but people are so enmeshed into like Tinder. And they're so, it's so easy just to say no. It's a swipe and they don't even know. This is like all we do anymore is like online date. Oh, yeah, it's this swipe left or right, you know, and that's how people decide if they're going to date in this day and age. But, you know, back in the day when you didn't have all of that, what did you have to do? You had to go up and ask somebody out. Well, I think people build a rapport. You got to build a rapport with somebody. Yeah. You know, you go out, 
You go out one time, you have a cup of coffee. It's harmless. People go, and they they're more they're more entrenched in the relationship. They're more hit. They're more present. People are just not present anymore. They're still addicted to their phones, or they're still addicted to being on social media, whatever. And they're always looking for the next best thing. Absolutely. I can't like, tell you. You know, one thing I learned from a friend of mine that owns clubs, and he's um, he's on clubs in the city, clubs, bars, restaurants. He's a real like uh, nightlife mogul, so to speak. He told me in ten years ago, fifteen years ago, when texting started coming out. And people just, you know, texting in Europe was a lot bigger than it was here at that time. It took a, it, America was like a few years behind. But he was always talking about the fragility of people's attention with Horrible. the ability now to text someone and say, hey, where are you at? Oh, I'm over at this other club that's really banging. You guys got to come down here. And people would just pick up their shit and go. And, you know, people were stuck in this spot and had to make it work back in the day. Because unless if they physically go call somebody... You know, and they, they, they kind of call, without the technology, a lot of people didn't used to carry right. their phones with them. That they would be stuck in this one place, and that's kind of where they went. Or they had to go home and, and check their answering machine to see if someone called yeah. them. So this is the this is actually like the paradox is that, you know, technology has created um, a ton of freedom, but it's also like it's costing us sort of this um, this this kind of caging as well. We're, well, we're so, we become so addicted. To our phones, we become so addicted, and you know, again, like my friend Brad, and even like in your situation, it's a very hard to meet people when they're constantly on their phones. So we've really lost a lot of freedoms. We've also gained the ability of choice. I mean, now we can go on things like Yelp, we can go and Google, and we can we have choice of what we buy, where we buy it, who we go see. I mean, the, the volume of stuff is just kind of cranked through the roof. It is, but again, it's like some of those conversations that you and I have had in the past. The the communication has broken down because you can't read somebody's body language in a text message, and the level of intimacy and vulnerability um, isn't being broken down because you people will say stuff via text message that they are not going to say to your face. Yeah. Totally. Or, you know, over social media, they'll say something that they don't have the courage to say to someone's face. We've just become like a lazy dating society. Oh, it's very sense. lazy dating society. I agree. But there's also still that innate, you know, yearning, I think, that is built in us from our birth. And I don't care who you are, what country you're from, what race you are, what, you know, gender you are. People want to connect with people. I think the the level of connection has changed a little bit because of social media, but people still have that desire to connect with someone. Yeah. I got to tell you this. A few episodes down the road, we have not scheduled this yet, but um, we have some guys that come in on the show that have developed some next level artificial intelligence. And I've got to tell you, it's unbelievable. Like, artificial intelligence really is like the next big wave of everything. I think it's even going to go bigger than social media and whatnot. But they've created online bots ultimately that can go and have conversation and if you look at the conversation there's zero conversation difference sometimes we're even online having conversations with bots uh, or what they call them human arts in in their field um that they, they literally have trained the bot to have a full-blown conversation you cannot tell the difference i mean this this bot can be having a conversation about um you know political topics such as um anything from 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 racism to hillary versus trump to and the artificial intelligence itself to political things going on, like the cannabis uh, laws changing and stuff like that. And you really can't tell any difference at all. And I'm convinced that the more we talk to bots online and the more we, we start kind of raise the bar with artificial intelligence, the people ultimately are going to, as crazy as it sounds, literally start dating um, and, and sexting and doing a lot of stuff. Actually, artificial people that they can create. But how um, can you hug a bot? I'm, I'm not saying you can hug a bot. I'm not saying that. But, I mean, people... I mean, like, come on. Like, people are developing things like sex dolls that look exactly like human beings. 
I mean, it's scary. Which is and the disgusting. more you, the more you end up talking <laughs> to a sex bot, the more you actually actually starts learning. It starts feeding off your information. I you get know? that, so but still, we get to the point they're so realistic. I mean, I we think need physical touch. I understand, but but as lazy as we are, we're already on an app. True. I mean, who's, who's to say at some point, and I'm willing to bet this. In fact, Stim, and you already have your $100 bet. You can reinvest this bet because I know I'm going to win this bet. I know <laughs> I'm going to win nothing. this bet, Maddie, okay? Is Double that, or nothing. Uh, double or nothing. I'll, I'll give you 100 to nothing on this, okay? All right. Within the next three to five years, I think it could happen in three years. If, if law stifle us a little bit, it could take as long as five years. Okay. Some guy out there, or some girl, could be either way, they're going to make this AI so advanced Okay, that and so realistic, like the technology of physically making the bot is also coming alive. So not only do we have the digital virtual bot, we have the actual physical bot. Somebody out there is going to have a relationship full blown with some AI bot. And then they're going to want to marry the bot and they're going to go to court with this AI bot. Human art, whatever we call this. They're going to call this thing like Lisa or Carrie or whatever the fuck it is, right? <laughs> then what's going to happen is they're going to go to court and the bot, and they're going to get shut down. You cannot marry this artificial intelligence bot. The guy will then go to trial to the fucking Supreme Court saying, no, this is actually a real person. And the bot is going to get tried. We will actually see a robot getting tried to of whether it. they're human or not, whether right. technically within the next five years, I guarantee it. This will be the biggest. It, it this will be the biggest case. Me. This will be mean, the biggest case all over TV. Like fuck O.J. Simpson. This will like blow everything else out of the water. I mean, look at all the transgender stuff going on. I mean, we never thought true. this type of stuff would happen. So you know, eventually all races became equal. Eventually all of like you know the gays and and lesbians and everything else became equal. And the bisexuals and everything else and, and preferences. Now we've got to a place where. Now we we're like literally like the the gender. And this is a whole separate discussion for a different day. But the genders are becoming like skewed. Now, at what point? Yeah, there's and, a you blurring know, of the boundaries now, for yeah, sure. And animals and everything's just kind of becoming one. Like you know, animals have. And I am all for this, by the way. I'm totally for this. Like I believe I'm a huge animal rights activist. I believe that like animals should have the exact same rights as a human being. So I'm with you on that. But at what point do we start creating these things? I mean, I, I know I've seen this show. There's a show called My Weird Fetish or some shit. I don't know what it's yeah. called. Like, people like literally this guy's like in love with this car. I mean, we're fucking already there. I mean, people are weird enough. This is like, true. That, and that's point, my, some my point. Say, some like, people are hey, replacing humans I've, with, you know, animals, whatever. And exactly. Like, uh, if they feel like they can't get the human connection, they're connecting on some level. So you're you're probably right. They could feel like there's this connection with this this bot. Well, yeah, we all it just seems a little on, fucked up to me. It's, it's very <laughs> fucked up. But I mean, some guy can literally create this perfect woman mentally he can train her to be whatever you want hello hello roger I'll, I'll give you whatever you like and then physically he can actually create the bot the way exactly how he wants it to look I so mean, it's a complete it. controlled situation it's a it's a fucked up situation is what well, it yeah. is, but, but i still think in the next three to five years i'm it's going to get it's going to go to a, a higher level which is now we're going to start questioning whether this bot should be tried or not and this is going to be the real separation like all these things we see in movies is going to come true it's not 